0: blog talk radio
1: welcome to the Muscova media podcast i appreciate all the loyal listeners whether you're from india just realizing i got some listeners listeners in india that are in the marketing um so shout out to uh my peeps in india um <clears throat> i'm here with you my friend anyway uh shout out to all the listeners on uh, iheart itunes block talk radio I appreciate you block talk please keep doing your thing um to all the people millions of listeners on iheart and uh itunes block talk radio deezer uh google uh soon to be amazon yeah i want you to Ask Alexa to hear my uh, Sexy uh, deep voice Um, And you know me and Alexa Could get it on I'm just kidding Um, So I definitely appreciate The the networks that we're on Uh, I appreciate everybody for following Us on Twitter Uh, Clubhouse now I gotta Start mentioning uh, which is Cool Uh, Facebook And you know you can just Search Moscova enterprises on Facebook on Twitter we are Moscova ENT and also on Instagram you can find me at V Moskova also the uh, company Moscova Enterprises where we share tips a lot of content also advice and uh, we're looking to bring a lot of cool awesome amazing things to the mix that people will love and enjoy uh, clubhouse you know want to shout you out clubhouse if you're listening thank you for all the amazing opportunities you have blessed us with um people may not be aware of things like twitter and linkedin and all the other networks that basically can do the same thing it's just about focus and what you choose to do on it i've gotten plenty of a great jobs. well actually be just one great job on linkedin um, but, well, actually a couple, actually, let me not lie, but, and then, um, Twitter, you know, if you use that right back in the day, uh, we, we used to be able to connect with celebrities and everyone alike, but I, I got a new tool in my arsenal, guys. I'm going to be using it soon. Uh, I D M B whatever, however you use those four letters, pro, I'm going to get that joint and then add more to my arsenal. Um. <clears throat> as you know, uh, besides the digital marketing that I've been studying all these years that, you know, really uh, enabled me to do a lot of influencer marketing. A uh, matter of fact, I want to shout out one of my s- sponsors dancing in life. It's by a fellow who made sure dancing could be used to, um, help people that are going through it in life. Cause you know, uh, Sometimes dance will and movement will help you um, meditate or or focus in or or whatnot. Uh, so you can uh, check out dancinginlife.com, one of our wonderful sponsors. Hopefully to get more sponsors, uh, definitely help put on this show and other things I am working on. Uh, so it's great to have income, different income streams, and uh, definitely create your bread and butter which would be great for everyone. If they had a great bread and butter income stream that they can use to invest in other things, which the great Eric Uberman was saying. So definitely check out that podcast. His company has made $75 million um, thus far. Uh, So, you know, definitely uh, taking his advice on uh, income streams and whatnot, but more importantly, Uh, Today, we have an amazing, amazing guest. If you're not aware of acting, it is still going on. People are still acting. Uh, Movies are still being worked on. Uh, TV shows shows are still being worked on, which means the managers still are working with their clients and looking to assist them. That is why I wanted to bring on today uh, Versa Menos, which is who is a Los Angeles-based talent manager and owner of Gorgeous Media Group. She brings over 35 years of entertainment and media experience to a roster of clients, which includes actors, writers, directors, and musicians. She is heavily invested in the industry, serving as a member of Film Independent, as an executive member of Women in Film, and is a former president of the Talent Managers Association. Her talent roster boasts a wonderful blend of established celebrities, and developmental talent. She represents the interests of supermodel-turned-actress-turned-television host Rachel Hunter and celebrated British actor and crooner Richard Shelton. Casting directors and producers have come to trust versus fair-minded approach and commitment to her clients. Her clients have appeared in guest-starring and co-starring roles on hit television series as The Walking Dead, Criminal Minds, Criminal Minds Beyond Borders, Jane the Virgin, House of Laws, Magnum, Hawaii Five O, American Housewife, among others. So, as you can hear, there's a lot of great uh, work that her clients have done and are going to do. Versus artists are especially driven and passionate about their work. The writers and filmmakers on her roster have won numerous awards and accolades for their work and have screened at international film festivals. With her support, these artists and developing are developing new work and creating original content. Gorgeous Media Group, which was formed in 2013, is an organic extension of Versa's successful media relations firm, Gorgeous PR, which she founded in 2000. Her career throughout her career, Versa has been a leading media specialist in the global marketplace as a internationally recognized as the client she represents. She was voted most in-person by timeout london and was subject of a three-hour profile on mtv europe versa has also been awarded the coveted best independent and the best publicist awards by the british music industry her political work even earned her the key to west hollywood oh damn all right i didn't know she had the key to west hollywood I, i'm i'm out there <laughs> just kidding but for real though her career has spanned three continents, and she has been involved in all facets of the entertainment industry, representing a variety of artists, musicians, actors, filmmakers, visual artists, and writers. Her work has ranged from talent management to corporate imaging, developing and launching new talent and maintaining superstar status for established clients. She is also adept at crisis management. Oh, that's a big thing. In PR And you know, PR from my time over at uh, AKA life, um, you know, I've, I got to learn a lot about PR when, as they were learning a lot about social media. Additionally, she has held positions in a variety. Hold oh, wow. on. Somebody want to text me while I'm on the air. Thanks. Oh, I appreciate I appreciate that. Thank you. <clears throat> but anyway, as I was saying, let me uh, mute this because uh, I definitely want to focus in because her work has ranged from talent management to corporate imaging, as I was saying, developing and launching new talent and maintaining superstar status for established clients. She is also adept at crisis management. Additionally, she has held positions in a variety of entertainment outlets, radio stations, television networks, and film studios, which gives her a unique insider's perspective. I mean, this lady's done a lot, but I want to make sure y'all understand why, you know, she got first dibs on here. Known for her tenacious spirit, sparkling wit, and a genuine concern for her clients, Versa has been, responsible for guiding and maintaining the successful careers of international superstars, including the police, Quincy Jones, Aretha Franklin, Whitney Houston, Dionne Warwick, Sex Pistols, David Bowie, and the Nine Inch Nails. She played a pivotal role in the success of the three tenors at Dodger Stadium, Woodstock 94, and the Sex Pistols' notorious filthy tour. She was also singularly responsible for the career breakthroughs of world artist Manu Chow described by Rolling Stone as one of the 10 great pleasures of the year that didn't get away. And Sam Sparrow turning her previously underground singer into a world renowned pop sensation. So block talk, if you listen to this, definitely better start Googling her, go on her Instagram, everything, and, you know, start representing um, and showing support. Versa has also represented the interest of indie films such as Mimi's First Time The Chinese Dream was shortlisted for an Academy Award, Slingshot, Really Bend It Like Beckon, an Academy nominated film Bobby directed by Emilio Estevez. Her career sent the indie documentary confessions of eco terrorist the Keynes, where they held guerrilla screenings aboard the Sea Shepherd vessel and helped to launch a renewed interest in the New Orleans post Katrina burlesque revival with the documentary Lost Souls. Her care and integrity have allowed Versa to cultivate long term relationships with such legendary artists as David J., founding member of the Boo House and Love and Rockets, and alt country innovator Charlie Terrell, Everclear the Whalers, as well as Grand Parsons Estate, the Tupac Shakur Estate, and his late mother, Miss Afina Shakur's company, Amuru Entertainment. Wow, that's dope. Versa has instrumental was instrumental in launching the Tupac Shakur Performing Arts Center in Atlanta, Georgia. So she's not only – so she does it all. From hip-hop to um, to rock to everything, um, she she really wants to assist and the souls of many to, to greatness. Versa has built a long and successful career caring for artists, musicians, actors, artists, first as a publicist and now a talent manager. She has evolved the ever-shifting landscape of the entertainment industry to continue to develop, guide, and maintain the careers of her clients. And her investment and involvement with the entertainment industry and community comes solely from a desire to help and shape and mold the industry for the future. She was, like I said before, she was the president of the Talent Managers Association, as well as being involved with Film Independent, Women in Film, American Film Institute, and American Film. Oh, the Women in Film American Film Institute, and the American Film Institute. So as you see, guys and girls, this woman has done a lot of great things, and a lot more great things will be coming. That is why I am honored to have her on the line to bless us. Ms. Versa, are you there?
0: Yes, I am. Hello.
1: Hello. Thank you so much for... (laughs) Stopping by the podcast, your work and everything you've done is just so amazing. I'm sure people tell you that every day, but I'm they telling you listen. today.
0: They don't. <laughs> oh, well, I'm giving oh, yeah. you flowers now. <laughs> I don't know whether it's but, because they don't tell me, or oh, it's just I'm running so fast I'm not listening. You
1: know, it's one of the
0: two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they'll be in your dust, and if they want to run next to you, they'll they'll catch up. Um
0: exactly. That's done. exactly
1: right. Word am done, done. great.
0: Sorry. I'm you said what? I said I I it just clicked there for a second on my end. So, what was you what were you saying? I've done a lot of things.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. Such amazing great work. And um you've worked with so many different kinds of talent um and yeah. you're amazing talent manager. To this day, with your own company, um what actually instill made you want to start your own company and and start uh working with talent?
0: Well, it started a long time ago i think i i, I always always felt that when I was in company meetings, whether it was in label record labels or fashion houses or the different places that I was working in, I always felt that i Knew that the company or the decisions they were making, the executives were making, were not always the right choices. Sometimes they hit it spot on, but just in the other times, I would sit down, I get really frustrated. And sometimes you'd have these exchanges in the meeting, in the you know, in the corporate meeting room, and you know, you'd get your point of view across, but you know, it. Not everybody wants to hear another alternative when you've already got this thing in motion, you know, whether it's a campaign for something or whether you're going to be doing a launch over here or, you know, or fly people in to do some kind of promotion. So it it was always the timing was always off or something was always off. And there was always a spark in me that said, you know, I don't want to be, I don't necessarily want to keep being told by people who don't understand the culture of what we're working in. And that was the one thing that got me inspired to kind of work on my own because I could work all hours of the day and night. I mean, I've always been a very hard worker and I always like results. I always like to see, you know, what results can we get from, for our clients, regardless whether I was working in a company or not, or even on my own. And, you know, that that made me feel better about the amount of work that I did because it had more meaning to what I was doing as opposed to doing something and going against, you know, they would tell you what to do, say, this is what we need to happen, and you knew the, that was not going to be the right course of action, particularly when you're doing PR because with PR, you need strategies, you need viewpoints, you need angles. You know, when I was working in London, you had... 10, I think 10 11 daily papers and then you had you know equally as many Sunday papers so you're looking at a lot of information that you had to provide them and and when you were working on Alias artists, they all wanted information but they did not want the same information as what the other paper had so you'd constantly had to come up with ideas and say how are we going to make this work they need a story and so and so that so That was a key point, you know, and sometimes when you're told your idea is not going to work, you know, then it it doesn't, it it doesn't vibe. You know, I worked, I worked for a major radio station and they were changing the morning, the morning presenter. They were changing him from the, from like the 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. slot to the latest slot, the 11 to 2 slot. And I said to them, I said, you know, we're going to get. I'm going to call the paper, I'm going to, you know, the big, the big paper that was in the air. And I said, we're going to call them. I'm going to set up a huge photo shoot, and we're going to get this featured in there. You know, and they were like, oh, don't be so ridiculous. Why would anyone want to do that? And I said, well, you know, don't talk. Just go, get into action. So that's what I did, and we were on the front page of the paper. And the ratings wow. went through the roof. And so there's always, there's always the consequence of your actions. So if you're going to do this, that's going to happen. And a lot of the time, what a lot of corporate companies don't do is they, they want this to happen over here, but they don't realize that the consequences of that may be this. And so they don't listen. They don't want to listen. They think they're right. And, you know, this, I don't want to go to work every day thinking I've got to argue my point all throughout the day. Like this is how we need to do this campaign, you know, and so it's hard. And and when you're on your own, you you're still answerable to your clients, but you you can put it in a way that you can help them you, you can help them see that this strategy and that and you know a combination of strategies can make things work. And they and they love it. They love working with you because you're giving them options, you're giving them alternatives, and that's that's exactly what what you want for your career. You want someone to give you an alternative like. It may not seem right to you, but if it doesn't seem right, then how can we make it right? And if you explain the steps that are needed and you're, and and show them how it works, then nothing is better than having that collaboration with your client. So, right. And, you and,
1: know, and I'll go ahead.
0: Yeah, and just, you know... You know, just if you're a young, no matter what you are, whether you're a young artist, that's, that's singing, no matter what kind of singing you do, whether it's hip-hop, whether it's rap, whether it's, you know, all kinds of, you know, funk fusion, you know, um, whether it's electronic, you know, drum and bass, or whether you're pop or R&B or what, rock or indie rock or shoegazing rock or, you know, whatever it is. Um, or whether you're you're um, a young actor, or whether you're a painter, or whether you're you know a, a, a properly trained, Juilliard-trained musician, whatever you are, you know you there's a there's a there's a way in which your creative mind works that somehow you need to you know people need to understand the way that creative minds work because not everybody understands them. Because the way that creative people think is not, for you and me, it's a very different process. We're like, okay, you need to be here at, you know, 11 o'clock because we've got to do this photo session. And they'll go, okay. And in their minds, they have it in their minds that they're going to be there at 11. And if you don't go and pick them up and get, you know, go over to the house, say, you know, get your stuff. You've got to get there by 11. It may not happen at 11. It may happen at one. And it's a real drag sometimes, but that's the way they think. And sometimes what you do is tell them, hey, you need to be here an hour earlier. <laughs> you know, like if it's a session <laughs> the session is at eleven, you say, well, you've got to be there at ten, so that that hour that they may think, you know, you've got that leeway with them. And it's exciting. you know, it's funny, and then it's life. That's that's the best part about it. It's life, and. Uh, and you, And you have fun along the way, trying to get things moving but if but when you get your you know when you get you, whoever your client is and you sit him down and say, "Look, this is the process we If you really want to do this, then you really need to be in love with what you do. If you don't love what you do, then you're going to miss out now some some musicians. They don't necessarily love what they do. That may be the second thing. But what they love is the business that they're in. Uh-huh. So they, you know, they, right. their idea is I'm in this, I'm going to make money, and I've got this talent, and I'm going to make that talent work for me. That's great, too. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But just as long as you know that your heart's in whatever you're doing, because if you don't have that, you don't have that love. Nothing resonates outside of that. You can go. You'll go as far as you can for the energy and the love that you have for what you what you do. And there are a lot. You know, I mean, you know, history shows you how many artists go out there, do one hit wonder, and never do anything again, because whatever it was within them got them to that place, elevated them. But there's nothing. There's nothing. There's no foundation of thought and process and an emotional an emotional um hang on a second you know there's no emotional
1: um acumen maybe oh
0: yeah you know like because if you see, if, if you don't love what you do what when you when you're in that center place of yourself and, you, you know, and you're and you going out for something, whether it's an audition or whether you're going to a show or whether you – whatever it is, you know, whether you're an opera singer, it doesn't really – what really matters is that vibration that you have inside yourself, that energy, that spark within you, that's what's going to bring the things to you. Because ultimately, that vibration is going to get you to the next level, to the next level, to the next level. And when you and when you are like that, your journey would be faster than if you tried to outthink it all the time. I think we should do this, I think we should do that. But no. I mean I've seen I've seen it over and over and over and over again where companies look at somebody and go, Oh, that's not gonna work because, you know, we don't care about them. We need to care about these artists over here that are A listers or these, you know, you know these people who we think we're going to put our money into, and then suddenly, as you know, out of nowhere, this artist will emerge because of the way that they they are about their 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 craft, and it's it's amazing to see. You know, Whitney Houston was like that. I worked with Whitney for about nine years in nine to ten years in the UK. I was her press agent in the UK, and mm-hmm. I met her when she had and didn't even have a record. Put out. I right. met her and we talked, and she was just this incredibly beautiful individual. I mean, she really was, you know. And and when she sang, she, the whole world listened. And mm. you know, look, look. And this is what this is what the love of your craft is. When you love what you do, it remains. It she's left behind this incredible legacy. And it doesn't matter whether you know. Look at Robert De Niro. When you look at look at the work that he put into his his into his film, when you look back, when you start at the beginning of his career with Mean Streets, I mean that that performance was explosive. You thought he was going to jump out of the screen at you because it was so explosive, and he was so present, and you just blown away and all you can do is pick up the phone and call people hey you got to go see this film you got to see this new actor he's incredible and that's where that's what you have to do you've got to get people talking and you only get people talking when you've got something of real value to offer
1: definitely, and definitely. You, understand, and
0: you see that right
1: yeah that, that's making sense because um, you've been able to think out the box uh, for, for so long um and it's, <clears throat> and it seems like uh you've had to deal with um patriarchy or or no um Absolutely. right as Absolutely. a woman and uh, you know I, I even though i'm a man i don't necessarily get first dibs on patriarchy um as a you know african american haitian um uh, man um so i can relate with with women on that aspect but i as a woman and de- you know obviously you have had to have a lot of successes and and a couple failures along the way but how have you dealt with patriarchy and its sometimes sabotage and you know negative uh based you know it's 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 very it,
0: when when i was you know when i was growing up it was all about it was all about patriarchy and there was nothing about the matriarchy was really left at home take care of kids and I never wanted to do that I never had that feeling that I needed to give up my life and my name which I refused to do for Mm. a man that was something that was so far beyond me that I could I was like what do you mean I've got a life to live I've got the world to see (laughs) this was when I was like 14 I was like I got to get out there. I got to see the world. I want to see how people live. I want to see the different cultures and 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 just life on a different level. And and it was, you know, look. I mean, to get. Look, I grew up in Greece. I mean, I, you know, when I was, I was, I was going to get it. I was in the process of trying to figure out what I was going to do. So I left high school, and now, it was time to go to university, and. And my mother said, you know, look, you know, why don't you just take some time off and get a job and see how the world is around you? I said, okay. So I go, I go to one of the big esopat is like Shell in Greece, and I mm. go to an interview with the marketing director there. And we're chatting away, and I'm like, yes, 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 I can do all these things. I've, you know, I've, I've, I was I was working. I was working on different things from a very young age. always liked to work. And he kept looking at me. I said, why are you looking at me? He goes, to get about the job, you're the best thing for my son. I think you should marry my son. And I went, what? So I got up and left. It's like, what kind of, you know, dare I say, a-hole is going to, you know, you're in there for a job. I mean, you're not there to get married, you know, to hook up with his son. Get out of here, you know. And that was the, but that's the culture, and that was the attitude at the time. But there was, it was a very, very different world than it is today. And you know, the Me Too movement exposed a lot of that systemic, you know, kind of power over that men have over women. And and it took everybody's breath away, but except the women. The women were going, yeah, it's been going on for years decades, centuries, you know, and so there's a, you have to take pause, and I know for me, if I didn't have arguments, and I didn't push my thoughts and feelings, and just go, look, I know you want to do, I know you want this, but I'm going to do that, and I need to find a way around that corner into something else to make you happy, does that make sense to you, you know,
1: yeah. Like, yeah, I mean,
0: because, yes, mm-hmm. you couldn't, I couldn't go the straight line. Like, if you're a guy, say you're, t- you're just straight out of college and you want a job. If you're a guy at that point, if you're a guy, you want a job, it was a linear road to success. So you would go in, whatever, you know, like with CAA, you'd go into the mail room, you go into, then you become an assistant, then you, or, or second or third assistant, depending on which agent you're going to be working for. And you'd be there from 7 a.m. to 10 o'clock at night and you'd get paid miserly amounts of money. But at the end of that road was a lucrative job as an agent. So you put up with it because then the only way to learn it was to be there. But as a woman, you wouldn't necessarily even go to the mail room because that's where all the gossip was, you know, because you'd take the trolley around all around to the offices and drop off their mail and you'd catch up on every bit of gossip that was going You know, the kind of the did you know. Did you know so-and-so, you know, whatever, quit? Or did you know so-and-so just got a raise? And it's like a million-dollar raise. You know, you get all of those kind of uh, conversations. With women, you'd go into assistant. And if you're lucky, you'd go into coordinator. And if you're really, truly lucky, you may go into HR. You know, (laughs) And you know, wow. it was it wasn't that often that people would consider a woman to go straight up the ladder. You know, it was always you had to zigzag your way up. You know, and you had to fight hard, and you know, and 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 make sure that whatever you're talking about had whatever you're talking about had resonance. You know. So right, right. for instance, you know, for instance, if you're if you're looking at, say, I wanted a job as an agent at that time, I, I, don't, think, I, I don't think I'll ever, would ever had that opportunity. But the fact that I used to work and get results, I mean, I remember when I was in London, I looked after, this, uh, he, was, he was a sort of a semi-jazz musician called um, Joe Jackson. And every, I went on holiday and came back and everyone was saying yeah, we've got this guy, Joe Jackson's album's coming out, you know, we've scheduled it. And I took a look at it and I and went to see him and meet him, which none of the other people had done at the time, except for the A&R department that signed him. And I went out, went to several shows, thought, wow, he's got a really an interesting story. He was a bit of a Lenny Bruce type, you know, great jazz musician, so it kind of, was, he was kind of lived in the middle, but nobody could see that. What they could see was this guy who was pretending to be Elvis Costello, you know. And mm. I ended up going full out. I got him on every magazine cover. In fact, wow. his manager called me and said, you've got to stop the publicity. It's becoming embarrassing. He's everywhere. <laughs> and so, Right. But if that was yeah. if I was a guy, they if, if I was a guy, they would have slapped me on the back and gone, "Hey, mate, great job." Because I'm a female, wow. they're going to put you down because you got him on every you know music magazine cover. You got him listed everywhere. You know, every paper ran stories on him. Every magazine. When I mean every magazine, I mean every magazine from like. You know, the equivalent is like Vanity Fair with Tatler. They had a story on him there. I mean, it was like it was incredible. I got him on TV everywhere, and you're like, well, isn't that the idea <laughs> that you have exposure? Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to sell an album without people knowing mm-hmm. about it. And so, you know, and then and then my boss was at the time got his nose put out of joint, didn't like it. So I got given a hard time because the success the company wants. You're doubly, what's the word, you're doubly um, penalized because, A, on one hand, you know, they, 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 don't, they don't really want your opinion. They just want you to get the job done. So you go get the job done. Then when you do get the job done and do a really freaking and fantastic job, then you've got your boss being jealous and, you know, taking things away from you because they don't want you to do it, you know. It's, it's pretty right. extraordinary. And they're always telling you, See, the thing that you, I grew up with was no, and when I hear a no, I have to make it a yes for me. Right. And that's that pro- that that's propelling me into action. You know, it's like, oh, you don't want me to do? That? I'll show you. you know? <laughs> I've calmed down on that now, but you know, <laughs> so mm-hmm. in my twenties, I was definitely the fiery one, at, and definitely, well, you know, definitely the kind of. Um, <coughs> person who was going to stand up and say I, this is all nuts you know and sometimes when you're in those board meetings you don't particularly you don't particularly want to stand up and and speak because you're going to be blasted if you if you're not saying the right thing at that right time i think even the men are probably intimidated too and you kind of you know you have that moment where you sit there and say you know what? i'm just going to listen i'm going to listen and listen and I think that's what a lot of people don't do now. They want to talk all the time. It's like I would listen and take notes and think, okay, that's the choice they're making over here. Then what are we doing over there? Because you need two sides balanced, you know. And, and, uh, and you take notes and you go, okay. And it took me a long, you know, it took me quite a while. I'd, I'd say what I needed to report in the meetings, but I would never make, I would never offer commentary. You know, or it was always very kind of brief. But then, as I as I listened more and I took more in and I understood what was needed, you know, it took ten years or so before I could really stand up and present something at a meeting, because I was I didn't want to be I didn't want to be told to sit down. That's not where I was at. I and mean, when you know, you can be told that all the time, like be quiet, shut up. You know, what are you talking about? You know what you're talking about. Even though you probably oh. do know what you're talking about, but you know, to them it's a very different oh. scenario. You know, so I went yeah. into PR. You know, I went into PR mm-hmm. because that was the that was the the desired choice for women. You know, it was like okay, it was all taken by me, it was taken over by men, and then women started getting into it, and 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 it suited. I think I I I mean, I mean this is very sexist what I'm saying. It suited women more because they're more detail orientated. They're going to look at the details and and uh, kind of pull it to pieces, you know, like okay, what what are all the things that we can put together? Whereas a, a, a guy's attitude is, okay, we're just kind of kind of we're going to put things together, but all the details we're going to get the girls to do, you know, the, the assistants or the coordinators, and that's a very different process.
1: Right. Which right. is why women usually plan the weddings mm-hmm. or whatnot. Yeah. Um exactly.
0: That's what but, we're planning.
1: Right, right. Um, so you, you definitely had to, to deal with a lot, um, as far as patriarchy. Um, what would be some tips you have for um I guess women or 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 underprivileged people or, you know, people dealing with patriarchy still um to get past it in this day and age and or, um, you know, from, from your experience?
0: I think, look, there are phenomenal resources that you think tips that a computer. There are phenomenal books in the library. You know, if you want to go and take full advantage of the library, read everything you can. I read voraciously. I read... I read every single day. I would read. I mean, I would get home, you know, because when you're going to shows every night, whether they were DJ shows or rock shows or whatever they were, you'd get home, you know, two, three in the morning. I would still read for half an hour before I went to bed. And I'd wake up in the morning and I'd read. I was always reading. I'd read all the ten papers when I was in London. I'd read the ten papers that I had to read every day. I'd go through them to see What information would help me provide something for somebody else? And, I mean, this takes me back to Tupac. I mean, I remember Afeni Shakur telling me that when Tupac was 10 or 11, she would make him do the New York Times crossword puzzle every single day. Wow. And and when you hear that, you can understand why he became such a great lyricist. Because when you when you're putting that effort in, trying to figure it out, when you're 10 or 11, I mean, adults in their 60s can't figure it out half the time, and he would turn right. it around. Like, it, it took him a little bit of time to get used to it, but when he, but when he got it, he would turn it around real fast because he started understanding the lay of the land, and he would write it out, and, you know, it'd be like, yeah, you did it, you know, and, and it, was, it was such an amazing thing for a kid to learn. And to be confident in doing the thing that I think the thing that parents don't do enough, of, I think they overprotect their children, their helicopter parents, and they don't push them. And they, but if when they do push them, they push them too far. Do you know what I'm saying? And or,
1: or, I think, or, yeah.
0: you know it's like they want them to be a you know A-grade students, and in the end, you know those kids they'll, they they turn on themselves because. They need to have meaning. And when you give somebody a New York Times puzzle and say, here, figure this out, and it takes, them a, you know, it takes them a couple of weeks to figure it out, in that process of figuring out, there's a whole lot of logic and intellect that's going on trying to create and find those words that are going to fit into that puzzle to make it work. And that's what life is. It's about understanding what it is. The right, you know, it's like the, the square hole in the round You know whatever that is. You know the square peg in the round hole. And it's like that. You know, and it's figuring it out. It's not everything is not linear. Life is not linear. Life happens on so many different levels, and that's why you've got to. You know, you've got to. You've got to look at. Always look at what else can happen. What else can I be thinking about? It's not this is this is what I've got. It's what else can I do? What what can I? What difference can I make? How can I? What can I read? What can I see on YouTube? What can I Google that I can bring something up that's going to help me in my life? And it's, look, when I was growing up, we had none of that. There was nothing. Look, we didn't even have. We didn't even, look, the way that I worked, I used to have a typewriter on my lap. I used to have the phone on the arm of the sofa because my boss wouldn't give me a desk. And I used to have my notebook yeah. to yeah, because he didn't want me to succeed, you know, because I was Yo, smart you, you you for him. Yo,
1: know, that's crazy. Right? That's like
0: abuse. Yeah, but that's what I did. I had the type, and and the thing is, is like when you, re, I used to make probably about two hundred, two hundred and thirty, forty phone calls a day. That's how many phone calls you had to get through every day, you know, for, to kind of get your job done. And it was just literally, you know, it was literally like picking up the phone and like, hey, I've got this album, I've got this happening, and then, you know, you make your notes and then put the phone down and you start dialing again. There was no time in the day. You just, you, you never ever misspent any time of the day, because every moment lost was, you know, just added up to more time being lost. So you'd have to you know, just jump in and make everything happen. And, I, and I'm, I'm, I've been like that ever since. You need to make that happen, then do it now. Why not do it now? Because you're asking me, well, the best time to get them done is pick up the phone and do it. But if you don't arm yourself with information, information is key. Education information is key. And I think and what a lot of actors don't do is they don't do that. They don't arm themselves with information And they don't educate themselves how to do the job that they need to do. And one of the most important things, you know, it's like, you know, I mean, you've been on, you've been on those rooms in in, in a clubhouse where the same question comes up every single, all the time, maybe 20 times in one session where they say, you know, I, what do I do to get into acting? Or how do I do this? Well, the world, the world is right at your fingertips with your computer. Look it up, you know. Look it up. What's wrong with looking it up? Why are you asking me? When, in a way, asking me makes your job easier. But the, but the most important thing is the adventure of what you're doing, isn't it? That you want to be kind of excited, you know. That you, that you go to class, and you're reading and you're making things happen and you've got meaning in your life, in a way, that. And those words that you're reading and the things that you're seeing and doing, that's just adding wood to the fire that burns within your soul to create the legacy, ultimately, that you want to leave behind. I mean, that's my thought, you know. I don't know how you yeah. are. How are you on that?
1: Well, as far as the journey and, and learning and experiencing, um, you know, one thing I like to do is not have to make mistakes and and learn mm-hmm. from my own mistakes but to learn from others mistakes usually put in book form now we have youtube podcasts you know um oh my god I, endless know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right there's youtube university where you can basically learn anything and it's allowing a lot of people to get uh lazy um when you could just have your phone and it can um basically look up everything for you. But sometimes people don't even want to use that. Um, so for me, at least, um, I know putting in the work will help me learn what I need to do, which is even when I used to work, you know, menial jobs at, like, Burger King or restaurants and stuff, I would always kind of want to learn all the different positions, even though that they may not have been my job, just so that I can, you know, I like learning, for one, And then it helped me maybe do my job and see other aspects of where other people may be coming from, you know, what the manager's stress might be, you know, or, you know, the the bar back stresses. And, you know, just try to be more human and understanding um, while at the same time, you know, realizing more so now that you can't always, you can't really let people use you. Because if they're not willing to do the work for themselves, they're definitely not going to do it for you or be there for you necessarily. Or they might be, but, um, you know, it just shows the people that when you see greatness in certain people, for me at least, when I see greatness, it's easy to see it in like basketball players or when they get in the zone. Because I've been in that zone before on a, on a court yeah. where it seems like nothing yeah. can miss. And you know we have a lot of people, especially these days, talk about that. Whether it be aha moments with Oprah, um, to Eckhart Tolle and The Power of Now, um, but basically just getting into bottom quantum, quantum physics and using your time and energy, um, which you know, however you want to see it, whether you think you know energy is infinite and. It may never die, but our time in these bodies on earth may be limited. And it'd be wise for one to figure out what their purpose is and um, to live it because yeah. it might be something that they love and want to do. And not only that, it's it's providing something to others that, you know, like whether you believe in God or not, like everyone has a purpose and may be here for a reason. And if one taps into that, um they can mm-hmm. self actualize that um into something that manifests into greatness and you know when we see these basketball players it's not only them that can get into the zone you know?
0: right it's everybody isn't it it's everybody mm-hmm. that's and that's i mean i study i love watching uh uh whether you know, sports people perform whether it's ice skaters whether it's basketball players whether it's football players golf players you know because you know you can see it like I was watching the game on uh, Saturday and I was watching the there were two college teams playing basketball and I knew that the guy was going to either get it in or not and you could see it by not only his body language but the way that he held his hand up to flick it it was almost like he was off balance or there was something and he would miss it or he'd get it in. And you knew wow. it because they weren't focused. They weren't present when they were, they could shoot, you know, they could shoot the hoops from the middle of the court if they want to, you know? Right. Right. And it's, it, and, and the say, look, look, I mean, you could look at Tiger Woods' career, you know, when a lot of the emotional stuff started happening to him, it affected him as a person, as a player. And so he was missing everything. You know, he, when his right. dad died, oh my God! I mean, bless his soul. You know, when his dad died, he went completely off. You know, kind of completely off the map because he couldn't he couldn't focus because he needed that presence of his father to be there, and that energy, that combined energy, that that occurs in situations like that, you know, is is really important. It was really important to his career. Whereas you, when you look at Michael Jordan as a basketball player. When you see how, like, his fire was raging that he wanted to win, you know. And, and he, I mean, he just took every shot. He took every pass. He pushed through. And not everybody can do that. And that's the same in business. You, it, there's no difference. The energy is very similar in, in, in all of those ways. Because when you're focused and you really are in tune with what, what your intention is, And what you, you know, it's not about, you know, I need to think about doing that. It's about, I am going to do that, or I am doing it, and you become it. And then you don't think about it, because when you get into action, that's when it all happens. See, your your radio show couldn't happen unless there was an action involved by you to make it happen, right?
1: Yeah, right, putting the pieces together to to manifest it.
0: Exactly, and that's no different... You know, you could, if you didn't do that, it wouldn't happen. And that's the same with those basketball players or those football players or those golfers or whoever. But, you know, the way, when you, watch, when, you know, when you watch those teams rowing on the lake, when you watch them rowing and you watch them and they're all harmonized and they're all in that zone, you, that, that boat just glides through the water. It's just the most beautiful thing. But, you know, mm-hmm. and the ones that are not, when they're just that nanosecond off, you can see there's there's an imbalance in the boat. The boat's not going to go as far if you don't have the side, both sides aligned. You've got the left and the right rowers. You know what I'm saying? So, right. so there's a difference.
1: Definitely, so definitely.
0: Difference. Op- you, you see, so it applies whether you're, it, so it also applies whether you're an actor you're a director, whether you're a producer, whether whoever, you know, whether you're a creative individual, right? When you're, when Mm -hmm. you're, that's what it takes. You've got to step out of the idea of it into the action of it. And that's the difference between, you know, Steve Jobs and some person walking Working in a computer store or thinking, I made this computer and nobody's going to see it. He just went into action. He was, you know, I've heard ev- you know, everywhere he was not a nice man, he yelled and screamed at everybody. But maybe that's what he had to do to get his vision made and done, you know?
1: That level and of so, damning damn perfection,
0: right? Yeah, you know, and that's what it takes. And, you know, and see, my job as a manager <laughs> is to assist. The souls of those creative minds to achieve the greatness that they need to achieve. That's my job. I'm there. If I can see them, you know. Sometimes, you know, you overwork, you're tired, you make, you, you start make decisions that are not quite right. So my job is just to finesse and and keep them on the road where they need where they need to be, both on a creative level, you know, not necessarily. You know, I'm more on the emotional and spiritual level. Like, like you really got to get focused and and breathe and eat properly and sleep well. And those basic human needs are the first step to how you're going to get your work done. Because if you're tired, you know, when have you been tired and been able to write creatively or produce something that's going to blow you out of the water? Right.
1: Because your so emotions are yeah. I
0: Every, yeah, everything's tied up, but when you're, when you're arrested and you eat well and all of that, your head's clear, your body's like, yes, we're getting tuned up, let's make it happen, you know, <laughs> and you know you're going to succeed, you know, you know it, and there's, it's, you know, there's, there's no question about it, like with Whitney and, and, and Sting and the police and all those people, they knew they were going to succeed. There was no doubt in their minds about you know, whether they were going to succeed or not. They were absolutely on the path to success. The only difference they didn't know was when. And the when right. comes is when you make the right decisions to take you from one level to the next, to the next, to the next. Because so that's what it's about. Treat yourself well, right. and you'll be treated well in the sense that you're going to still have your battles along the way. That's a given. That's everyday life. You know, we're not going to, we can't get past that. So, you know, the the journey is always of take care of yourself and then the the rest of the world will pay attention to you. And, you you, And that's why you have all of those, you know, all of those bright stars just disappear because they can't, You know, they get caught up in all kinds of things they shouldn't be because it's so painful sometimes when you're going through a creative, when when you are a creative person and you're going through a crisis about how you want to do your next fashion shoot or you want to do your next, design your next, you know, building, whatever. There's a process that goes on in you, and that process can be overwhelming. And sometimes you need somebody to kind of go. It's going to be alright. You're fine. You're on track. And to believe in you. That's that's a true. You know, a, a, that's when you're a true help to your clients. You know, when you believe in them and you there for them. And you know, I don't. I, you know, look, I'm a mother, but I'm not a mother to my clients. I just don't believe in that. You know, I don't. I believe in caring, but people get confused. With caring and mothering, and that's a big issue that I have but because because you care, it means that you're it means that you're a person who cares, not a person who's going to get into a whole matriarchal situation with someone
1: you know right, which would be the other side of the pendulum um instead of a balance um mm-hmm. of a person doing what they can do for themselves while using whatever resources they can put around them Um, and when you were 14 if you didn't make certain decisions you know good and right decisions you wouldn't be able to have a lot of successes
0: right because I was always fighting this is what I want I mean fortunately for me I had a father who believed in me and I thought that was just simply incredible that you know, I mean, I, I, he asked me one day, I, I, I don't even, I must have been, I was younger than 14, I was probably 12 or 11. And he said to me, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to write, I want to write. That's what I want to do, I want to write. I want to be, and at that time, I was wanting to be a journalist. And he said to me, okay. Then he disappeared, and he came back and said, get dressed. I went, what? He goes, get dressed, get changed, because I was in my school uniform. He goes, Let's go. So I had to go get changed, go with him. Went into town where they were selling typewriters. And he, we walked in. He goes, which one do you want? I mean, I had no idea, you know. <laughs> I had no idea yeah. which typewriter I wanted. I kept staring at them going, these are fantastic typewriters, and they're worth a lot of money. And, you know, that was a big decision <laughs> to, be putting, to be put on me. But he said, take it take one of those and we're going to take them home. I go, okay. So I pointed at one of the Remington and, um, and we went home and I typed, you know, I typed after that, you know, I did a little typing course and, and I learned how to type and, and would write all the time. I found it free to be able to write.
1: That's awesome. And yeah, And that's another way parents um, can help steer their kids in the right direction and out of trouble.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. You know, kids are kids. They want to play, they want to discover, and they want to push boundaries because they want you to be a parent. They don't want you to be a friend. They want you to be the parent. And when you're the parent, they, you know, when you give them when you give them the emotional boundaries of how far they can go, that's when they're, you know, they push against it and succeed, or they stay in it because they know that they're being protected on an emotional level. So they soar either way, you know, they can soar. But you've got to let them, you know, if you are going to be on the boundary, you've got to let them create their own. They're, they've got to be themselves. You can't make them versions of you. Because right. if you make them Was versions it? of you, they'll grow up to hate you.
1: Right. They'll grow up and, to, and make...
0: to resent you for taking something away from them, the childhood that they wanted to have. But they, you know, they don't necessarily tell you that. They'll act it out. And you can see all kinds of acting out that's going on. So when somebody cares, I mean, look, how many films have you seen where you've got somebody caring for that person? And caring in the sense that they take interest and they want to nurture that creativeness in that person, it's fantastic. It's just an amazing thing to see that happen in front of you and see the shift that happens, the confidence that that person will have, whether you're male or female. You know, I mean, it's 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 an amazing thing, and that's the same with with acting. Acting is such an is 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 on that same path because you've got an actor will be in that moment, and when they're in that moment, and they make and they have they know how far they they know how far they can go, they just don't know how many risks they can take in that space, and. And when they do, and they, they they give you such extraordinary performances, you can't. You know, it, it's everyone talks about it. Everyone's talking about Bridgerton right now. You know, just the story, whatever, all of that. But it's it's but it's a unique story. So it's such an amazing shift away from having, you know, that kind of stiff upper lip English cult. You know, kind of. Um, Establishment coming in with this whole other tangent that's saying, "Hey, we're here. To pay attention." So that's right, a, right. you know that's a different way of looking at things. You see, I mean you know when you do good writing like the Ozarks or you know I mean Aristotle can get, can get, get a bit long-winded and you know preach a little bit, but I mean his but his dialogue is excellent. You know. When you look at the stuff, when you look at Denzel, you know, when you look at the work that he does, I mean, he's present, he's there, you, you, he's unmistakable in who he is, right? Right. And as a manager, you know, and as a manager, you want to, you know, you want to give your, you want to give your, your artists and your clients and your and your talent, your actors, you want to give them as many resources that you can give them to help them achieve the dreams that they want to achieve. And, not, and, and it's up to them to make sure that they follow through. If it doesn't make sense, if that relationship with that manager doesn't make sense because you're not feeling the vibe, then don't blame them. Blame yourself because you're not really being responsible to what your dreams are. So go to, right. go with people who are going to be part of your team. They're going to make your dreams come true. And nobody achieves their dreams without a team.
1: <laughs>
0: hmm. I don't care who right. they are. Whether you're the whether you're pope of the Catholic Church, you have a whole team of people. Whether you're the president, you've got a whole team of people. You know whether you're Michael Jordan or whoever you know, whoever you are, you know. Whether you're hmm. Tom Brady, there's always you know, there's always a team of people that are there to help you. Whether you're Oprah Winfrey, she didn't do it on her own. She may have pushed herself, you know, forward in that space, but then she created her company and she's got a whole company that makes her dream come true. But she can't do it without those people. And she's as good as them as they are, you know, do you know what I'm saying? She's as good as they are. Because when you have, you know, when you have that team in place that supports your vision and it push, helps push that vision forward, it's, it's a phenomenal thing. You know. All and right. and, and I'm, I'm so excited that more and more women are getting to be heads of major companies and running businesses and being their own person because that's what's needed. We've got to step forward as women and make our lives happen. Because if we don't, we can't blame anybody. We've got to make our own decisions. And, you know, there's right. that, I'm trying to think of that movie uh, with Michelle Pfeiffer about, and you know, she was a teacher. Was it Gangster Paradise? I think that was the song, and I'm just trying to think of what the film was. And she said, you don't have to get on the bus. And that's how I feel about life. Don't get on that bus if it's not for you. If, if, if you're getting on a bus and, it's, and people on the bus are causing you problems, why do you keep getting on the bus every single day? But don't get on the bus. Try something right. else, get a bike, whatever you have to do, you know, or get, an, get the bus at another time. But don't keep getting on the bus because the same thing is going to happen every single day, and you never achieve your dreams when you give up your decisions and your responsibilities for yourself. So That's as we were saying earlier, read, read, yeah, you know, read, read. Arm yourself not with not with stupid weapons, but arm yourself with a weapon of knowledge, the weapon of education. That's a knowledge. That's a powerful weapon. And then you right. become no one can ignore you. You're unmistakable.
1: Right. You're
0: absolutely, like, you know. Yeah, and that's and that's why, you know, whether you're, you know, like, it's whatever you want to be, wherever you, you know, wherever you want to be, whatever wherever you are in the world, you know, you've got to take control of your life. It's not about, you know, it, it, all that juju stuff that some of these new media people, are, those new things are saying. You know, it's about your situation. What is it? Look, I snuck out, I had I loved sports, like beyond belief I had such a love for sports but my mother thought it was very unladylike for a girl to be going to to play sports so I used to have to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, I used to put on my, you know, my sports clothes, I used to travel get on the bus, travel down to the track, I used to work out for an hour and a half you know, an hour and a half two hours if I could push it get on the bus, go home, get back into bed, and pretend I'd just woken up. And wow. I did that for a long time. A long time. Because ultimately, it's about the decision. I mean, I, you don't know at the time. The time I was just so determined that I wanted to play sports. I would do whatever it had taken to do it. But do, do you understand what I'm saying? It's like you, you can't accept the given, because the given isn't always right. And as long as you question it, and as long as you you see where you fit in, and be responsible for your place, for how to make it work, and find the thing that you love the very most to do, things will go well for you. And if and if you know, because the way I see it through life and through all of those so successful people that I have worked with, what they've done is they had that linear path to success. They knew that they were going to be successful and pushed and pushed and pushed and not let everything, you know, get in their way. No matter how many obstacles you have, when you're truly centered, when you're truly present in your life, those obstacles do go away. But the more that oh, wow. you go side, what? Mm. That's I, I, the way it is. Yeah, That's I was just saying, wow. So what were
1: you saying? Um, oh, no, I was just saying, oh, wow, that was an a excellent point. Um, That's great. But go ahead. Um, As um, far as I, it? um, because you kind of segued into how a lot of, I guess, actors and, I guess, other people kind of ask the same type of questions on uh, uh
0: Yeah.
1: On Clubhouse. What yeah, would be some tips it, that you have for them that, that, you know, they can move forward?
0: So, you know what? the Google is alive with answers to their questions. You know, I mean, I go, to, I go on to YouTube. It's got hundreds and hundreds of videos that they can watch about how to be an actor, What what's the next step, what to do, how to get a great headshot, how to get a great audition, how to get a great reel to put together. You know, it's it's a question of putting time and energy into what you want to do. No one's gonna become a doctor without studying and understanding what each body part is and how best to heal it and put it back together again. As an actor that's what you do, you put you, you put things you pull things apart to bring them back together and there's a version of you always. In the roles that you're going to perform Bring yourself to the audition Bring yourself to that role And the only way to do that Is to be present And by being present I mean knowing that you're Wanting to do this Because you want to do it Not because somebody said that Oh you're so good looking You should be an actor Or because you want fame and fortune Because that, that leaves you Very quickly When you don't have
1: it connected Right, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, A lot of these actors can do a lot of work themselves.
0: You see, if you want to know about your life, turn around and look back and see what you've done to make it happen. Look at those footprints. Look at the dots. Connect the dots in your life to show you where you've gone. And now you're here in this moment, what are you going to do? And you can only look at what hasn't, what your life has been or what hasn't happened or what has happened when you look back. And you, but you're in, you're in, at any moment of your life, no matter where you are, at this moment you can make a difference. What is that difference going to be? You know, I hear in these incredible stories on Clubhouse. You know, there's men talking about having gone to jail and spent time and, you know, lost their lives. But somehow, the minute they turned, they turned around and looked at what what is the footsteps in the sand behind them, the dots that have connected their lives to this moment, and realized that they've made some silly mistakes, stupid mistakes, ridiculous, horrible mistakes in their lives. And the minute they get that, this is not about guilt. This is just about facts. You know, I, I don't want to judge anyone because we all have our stories to tell. And in telling your story, you can change your past because you made the decision at this moment to make it better and different. And that's, that, that's where I'm at with my clients. Like You've got to make it different. You've got to make it happen because you're in control of it. You can't blame other people. You can't be 35 years old and blame your parents. Well, you know, you, you turned adult at 18, 19, you're an adult, you know. And so at, at that age, you can find out that you can go for therapy, you can go to youth counseling, you can go for sports to get a lot of that anger out or whatever it is that you're going through, but not to sit in it and blame everybody else. That's not right either.
1: Not right. It's not empowering at all. Um, looking no, back at one, what,
0: so, looking back over one's life, you 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 you're not empowered when you're not in, when you're not really thinking about your life and understanding the choices you make today are going to affect what's going to happen to you tomorrow, the day after, next week, next month, next year, next decade, and so on. And what's going to, and and also along the way, the choices you make along the way. Need to be good choices for you. They may not be good choices for somebody else, but for you, these are the best choices you're going to make right now. And you know, and if you're a young man, those choices will eventually be given to your children, and they will carry that through to you know through their lives because you've taught them a certain way of thinking. And that's that that's how it, you make a difference in in lives. You know. And helping people and making them, and making them, you know, just a helping hand. Do you, do you need something? What? What can I help you with? They're going to say no most of the time, but sometimes they may say yes. So yeah, do help. You know. Right. But, right. Definitely. You know that life is is life is what you make it. Life is who you are. If you know who you are, is is where you're at in your life. that's, you know, and if you want to make life different, then make it different. Don't sit in in, wallow in in the misery of it, but look and see what you can do in your life to make a difference. To make make yourself smile and go, yeah, I did that today. That's amazing. Because last night I started a, a room on, on Clubhouse, going, you know, let let let's celebrate the success you had today. What success did you have today? People are coming up with all kinds of amazing stories. And that's what mm-hmm. it's about, you know. I picked up the keys to my first house, when one woman was saying. We were all clapping and cheering for her. You know, somebody else said, yeah, I booked, I booked an audition, a national audition. We all clapped again, you know. And that's what we need. We need to feel like, you know, we somebody cares about us, you know. It's so important. Right.
1: That the human connection. Um. Mm -hmm. it's definitely important Um, you know it's just amazing Uh, I had you know not to get too personal but I had a neighbor who actually um, passed away um, recently and um, she was there for a couple days before her family came and checked up on her Um, so it's Mm -hmm. just kind of you know you always person feels like they, they can do there's something they could have did different for that person, but really it's what that after person the fact does,
0: though, right? Yes, right. Up after the fact. Too late, <laughs> you know. Right. It's like mm-hmm. it's too late. What what you know, I mean I used to call my parents even though they live thousands of miles away. I used to call my parents every single day. And if they didn't answer the phone, I would call and call, maybe I'd call 10, 15 times until I got someone on the phone that said, yeah, we're okay. And, you know, but, but that's, that's what one needs to do. You've got to care enough to say, I'm going to turn up for them. And it's not about them, you know, you expect, you know, they took care of you, like, if, you know, that was somebody, that woman was somebody's mother, you know. Somebody's sister, somebody—you know—there was all this. this, She couldn't have been just there on her own. Or maybe she was. I don't know. But there's always there are other people. There's other, you know, other people involved. But I I see what you're saying, and I I understand that completely.
1: Right. But then again,
0: hmm? but um, anyway, I was just wanting to kind of say, you know. But you, one's life as a manager takes on many different in many different ways, and and not everybody, and not everybody understands it. Everyone has their own version of it, which is great. My version is this: you know what I'm explaining to you. You know I can't help somebody who doesn't want to help themselves. It's very hard right. to work with people like that.
1: Right, which is the point I was uh, trying to get to. You know, you can put all the resources in front of somebody bring mm-hmm. them to the water, but until they drink, you know, and and then feel happy about that drink, too. Because you, you may give them yeah. water to drink and they they need to feel nourished and, and happy about it. And that's something that someone has to really take, empower themselves to figure out how they're going to do that whether it be little wins every day and and putting them together and, you know, trying not to dwell on the negativity, but but, you know, people wouldn't write all these self-help books and different things. If there wasn't some sort of systematic way to achieve um, some sort of greatness, it doesn't have to be winning an NBA championship or Oscar or it could be, but it depends on what type of work one's gonna put in to actually kind of be in the place that it could maybe happen. Um, so it takes a lot of focus uh, with that, and um, I, you know, I I know you, you you're a busy woman. You have you have like hundreds of emails to probably answer. Um,
0: <laughs> I didn't want to take all
1: your t- This is true.
0: This is true.
1: Um, but this conversation is on like another level, um, because a lot of, you know, talent because talent, you know, and being a good actor is kind of the main part, but, you know, there's probably a lot of talented people that didn't do the right work or made the right choices. Um, but with people like you in a world that can guide people and, and direct them, um, I know in due time, um, we'll find a balance in this world. Um,
0: Absolutely. You
1: know, where we can work um, and do things that we love every day and uh, feel uh, nourished Right. Um, and you
0: know what's interesting too is you know there's, there's a sadly actually that when you say to people I, you know I'm, call me if you want I will always answer my phone and I'll always offer help if I can And I'm an adult, and if I time, I can tell you that, I can call you back. And or if maybe your line of questioning may not be for me or however it is. But if you don't ask, you'll never know. And that's the thing that we all need to ask ourselves. You know, you've got to ask. I'm asking all the time. What, you know, ask myself, what can I learn? What can I achieve by this? How can I get better? And that's something that's got to be instilled in people from the very beginning, no matter who they are, what they are, you know, it doesn't matter. You've got to, you know, for me, I have to want more. I want to, I want my life to be better. I want to know and understand what's out there for me to learn and for me to understand. And hopefully, you know, the people who I work with have the same feeling. You know.
1: I hear that. Um, Uh, We have uh, Kate, because we're actually on Clubhouse as well. Um, We have Casey in the audience. Uh, I was just wondering, Casey, your mic is open. Did you have a question for Versa? No, sorry, I didn't realize my mic was open. I don't have a question except to say I absolutely adore Versa. I don't know if she can hear me, but I adore you. Uh, uh, Versa, did
0: you
1: hear him?
0: Yeah, I did. I'm very flattered. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I saw you doing the room, and I had to come in. I just wanted to listen. I love everything you're saying. Um, you are, you are a light in a very dark COVID world, and uh, I love it. Love you.
0: Thank you so awesome. much. And, and who are you?
1: I'm Casey. Uh, well, he probably, he, he pro- oh. you probably didn't hear, him, but this. is...
0: Oh Casey, hi Casey! <laughs> How amazing!
1: Yeah,
0: thank, God, you. thank you, you so
1: much. Thanks, Casey. Appreciate you, man. Ah, you're welcome, Victor. Oh, that's great. I just uh, connected Block Talk and Clubhouse and working all types of magic over here. Um, thanks to the well, wonderful. Aren't you amazing?
0: Super- aren't you amazing? Thank you for ha- for having allowing me this mo- these moments to express my viewpoint and, you know, maybe inspire someone, I hope, you know, in the way that I had to find the inspiration for myself because I had no support. And, you know, occasionally there was people there and like my father, he was just such an amazing support in that stuff. But remember, it's, you can't just have everything good. You've got to, there are both. You know, where there's an up, there's a down. There's an upside and there's a downside. You know, there's a left and there's a right. There's a dark and a light, you know. So you can't always think, I just want to be famous and, and have all of this. There's that there, What's the balance to that, you know? There is a balance. So somewhere along the line, you've got to make the right choices along the way to get you to where you need to go. Trust in yourself so you trust in the people around you so that, that's going to push you to that next level, and without it, you know you you may be in darkness for a while, you know, and maybe that's the lesson you need to learn to be able to turn around and say, "I want more," and I, this is not what I need right now, or want, or have in my life. Anyway, I could talk like this all day long. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're a phil- philosopher over here. <laughs> awesome.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um. Well, anyway, I need to get back to work here because I'll have clients yelling at me. So, um, anyway, well, they won't be yelling at me though. Just it's like, why didn't you call me back? <laughs> so, um, um, just thank you so much for this opportunity, and uh, let's talk again soon. You know, at
1: some point. Definitely, uh, Miss uh, Miss Manos. Uh, if there's anything I can do to help you, uh, definitely let no, me no, know. No, and, no, no, uh, no, no. Don't
0: do that. My name is Versa. I'm a, I'm a I'm a woman and a human being and You know, there are certain people that call me Miss Bertha, but not today.
1: (laughs) Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate that.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. I love it. Will Will you take care care of yourself and I'll take care of me and and the world will be a better place,
1: okay? For sure. I'm I'm logging
0: off now. Take care. Bye.
1: Bye bye. -bye. And there you have it, everybody. That was. L.A.-based talent manager, owner of Gorgeous Media Group, signing off, uh, Versa Manos. She is so wonderful, as you can see by our wonderful conversation we have. Uh, For those in Clubhouse, you can go to theblocktalkradio.com slash Muscova Enterprises for that recording, or just Google Muscova Media Podcast in a couple minutes, and all the links should pop up on iHeart, iTunes, Um, Spotify and you can listen to this uh, recording in the wonderful Versa uh, all you want you can share with your friends and uh, thanks to all those in the audience that stopped by especially Casey appreciate you man and uh, thanks to everyone that listens on all our networks Uh, we appreciate the sponsor dancinginlife.com we will uh, soon have that owner on the podcast uh, and just thank you universe because this was such a wonderful uh, interview and you know really conversation and her sharing so much amazing uh, insight uh, that is basically like you know you can use it in any aspect of life and it's, it's universal and it's ongoing uh, so that's that's really great and I appreciate her uh, for doing that. And, uh, to more great episodes we have on the way with more, uh, talent, uh, talent managers, uh, uh um, casting directors, uh, going to have a lot of great people on. Thanks to clubhouse. And of course, my network I've, I've had, um, I just appreciate everybody. Uh, just got a green screen in today. So hopefully, uh, you'll be doing video soon. And, uh, Peace and love, everybody. It's your man, Vickens Moscova signing out, but not signing out forever. We'll see you soon on Moscova Media Podcast. Peace and love.